G'day and welcome back to another episode of the My Peak Podcast here from studio headquarters with Jordan Brown. Big jugs. Cameron, how are you, legend? I'm very well, mate. How are you traveling? Yeah, good. We've had a great morning. We've got a bit of coaching done. We've got some summit series done. We've practiced our presentation starting next week at Jordan Springs. So productive sort of morning. Yes, very productive. Now we're excited for a couple of podcast episodes. We're going to kick off this episode by talking about something we spoke about in the summit series episode about being a good teammate. Yeah. I think this is such an underrated skill, something that obviously you don't get picked for, but if you've got this in your tool belt, it's going a long way into improving your performance, but improving the team's performance and specific individuals that you're helping out by being a really good teammate. So I think when I think about being a really good teammate, there's definitely people that come to mind. Mm. And when we were preparing this podcast, uh, we were sort of thinking about, well, what kind of attributes does that person have? And these are some of the topics or some of the areas that we'll touch on today, why um, being a good teammate is so important. Yeah, I think, oh, I strongly believe that when you're a good teammate, you're helping others. That's quite obvious. But that helping others is going to help the team and that's pretty obvious too but the part that i like is if you're helping others it helps the team the team's doing well that's going to come back to help you as well yeah and that's a great point i think i mean we speak about this a lot you know what you give comes back around and you know that's not the reason to give because you're expecting things in return but it's such a great you know, rule of life that, you know what, if I can give selflessly here, which is you know, something we're going to speak about um, in return, you can also help yourself helping others so often helps yourself. Yeah. I think to go on from that, it's like in moments of opportunity at training or on game day where you might have a, a fork in the road and it's like, I could, do this or do that. This might help them a bit more. Or this might help me a little bit more. If you are choosing to help someone else, it might help persuade your decision if you now understand that it's actually still helping you. So like you don't do it because you want to be greedy, but it's going to mm-hmm. help your decision if you know that by helping perhaps a player get out of form or get back into form, if they're batting really well, the team's going to do better. Mm. And on the back of that, it's going to make it easier for you walking out to the crease if the team's winning games more often. Mm. It's just a general example. But then the other thing that I like about it is if you help others, that doesn't go unnoticed. Mm. Other people see that you're being a good teammate. And then... It's infectious, isn't it? Yeah, it's infectious. What goes around comes around. Obviously throughout any cricketer's journey or any sportsman's journey, you're going to have a roller coaster of ups and downs. And when you are having a bit of a down moment, other people are going to see that and they're going to basically actively go out of their way to help you because they know that that's what you do for others. That's a great point. And I think um, it comes back to what you water grows and are you watering negativity? And sometimes you don't even know what you're watering. Mm. Are you watering negativity and seeing that grow and spread in the team? Or are you taking the responsibility to water positivity and start being infectious that way? And I think you don't understand the true measure of what you've been watering until the result comes. And I think so often it's a real skill 
before the actual fruit is produced that you can say, oh, I can actually see what direction this is taking us. And then one going, well, let's flip it. We've got to be watering the positive side of things or how good's this? We've been watering positivity for a while now. We're not too far away from seeing these results. So yeah, it's definitely what you water is infectious and and that spreads through the team. Mm, that's a good analogy that I was actually picturing my veggie garden as you were saying that. <laughs> we all know how much you love your veggie garden, mate. All right. So what we've done is we've come up with seven really good traits that we think makes a fantastic teammate. We're going to roll through those now and sort of speak about different examples um, for each topic or each trait that that person shows. And don't get me wrong, um, you know, as much as you want to be this person, this is a very hard thing to achieve um, if you're not putting yourself in the right environment, but we can be taking small steps into becoming this whole rounded, really, um, you know, well-greased teammate. So I think as well, that's touching on that environment. You hear that word all the time, environment and culture. And it's like, if you're listening to this and not happy with your team's environment or culture, or you've played in a team, or you might be playing in several teams and one of those teams is different to another. It's like, we just spoke about how you can actively do little things that other people will see to, and that becomes infectious. Yeah. So there's no reason that you can't start to grow or nurture or push whatever culture or environment you want to play in just by doing little things yourself. So I don't think that it's something that the whole group has to buy into. And if they don't, it's not going to happen. So you can actually start to make it happen just by doing some of the smallest things that you think, oh, does that actually make a difference? That's a great point. Yeah. Your actions can snowball so quickly. Don't underestimate what small little things every day will do. So We'll dive into the first one here. And like we said, we've got seven, but the first one we're going to talk about is selflessness. Yeah, I think that's the first one that comes to mind when you, well, first one that comes to my mind anyway, when you think of a good teammate, if you think about a lot of the teammates you play with that you walk onto the field and you enjoy playing with them, you turn up to train and you enjoy their company. A lot of the time that player is selfless. They, mm. They're willing to give or willing to take an extra step or go an extra mile to make sure the people around them are getting the results that they want. And I think it's very easy to miss this one in cricket and obviously coming from the background of, of cricket, it is such an individual game where you can so often forget that the results of your teammates are going to influence the game just as much as your results. So, you know, I think when I think about this example, there's so many ways you can think about a teammate being selfless with the, with their time, with their knowledge, with their effort. Um, but I think about maybe a more progressed teammate, maybe you've got some, you know, better players in your team, some professional players in your team. Are they sort of being selfless by passing on knowledge, passing on experience? You know, that's not helping them in any way by giving maybe those younger um, less experienced players, a little bit more time to delve into those topics. But what it is doing, it's going to become more well-rounded as a team and, and the environment. That's the example I think of straight away. Are you sharing with those less, less experienced players some uh, some of the things you've learned along the journey? Yeah, and I reckon you're also being selfless when you step onto the field as well. Like an obvious one is if, And you hear it all the time from people. They use it as an excuse a lot of the time. It's like, oh, the team needed to lift the run rate, so I got sent out. 
coach told me I had to slog. So I got yeah six runs today, but I was doing it for the team. And a lot of people use it as an excuse. Mm. But like we said, what goes around comes around. If you go out there with the intent to execute that for the team, yes, it's not always going to work or it's probably not going to work more times then it does work if it's something you don't do all that often. But the people in your team see that. Next time, you might be the person that benefits for it. Mm. You might have been the person that was out there doing the hard work and got the result that you wanted individually, but then that someone else in the team might have had to fill a gap because of something that didn't always go to plan mm. or vice versa. The times that it does come off, even if it's not all that often, it's going to grow you as a player just as much as the times that it doesn't come off. Yeah, that's really good. I think to sum up selflessness, I like to think of it as what's an action that I can do that doesn't give me results directly, but enhances the people around me. Mm. Yeah. Nice. All right. Nailed it. Number two of the seven is awareness. Yeah. Awareness is such a, an interesting one. You can go into a lot of depth with it, but I like to think of awareness as understanding the individuals and the way they behave and the way that you can um, interact with them to help their performance both on and off the field. So I've had a lot of different captains um, and I think the best captains know how to communicate effectively with each player. And that comes down to being aware of what kind of personality trait that person is and what they actually react best to. Now you can do that as a teammate, not doesn't you don't have to be a captain, but you know, there's certain players that you and I play with at the moment that feed off competitiveness and maybe even, you know, some sledging or some some banter where other players feed off that encouragement and feed off that um constant recognition. We're giving them, you know, that confidence in them that they can do the job or, or the other person. You almost tell them they can't do it and they'll go, Well, I can show you. And I don't mean to go into a negative there, but there's two different personality types. How aware of you, how aware are you of your personality types in your team and how you deal with the individuals? That's brilliant. I reckon for me, the awareness as well, you talk about people, but also situations mm. too. And the awareness is you might have all these traits or techniques or tactics to be a good teammate. And the awareness is kind of the thing that ties them in or knowing when to mm. initiate, say, selflessness or some of the things we're going to bring up shortly. That's good. So if you can have awareness of a teammate needs a hug or a teammate needs, uh, you know, me to sit back after training tonight for 10 minutes to talk about something, or perhaps my teammate needs a little talking to here. He needs to be pulled, he or she needs to be pulled in a line. The awareness is going to give you like that ability to know when to step in with what tactic. Mm, that's really good. And that mm. sort of leads on to our next um, trait and that's accountability. Mm. Like you just said, Cam, the awareness to pull someone back into line. I think when I think about good teammates and, and teammates keeping me accountable, it's them coming up to me out of love and respect to say, Hey, pull your head in here. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's the accountability of said, Hey, We've set standards, you've agreed to these standards and you might just be slipping. And it doesn't have to be public. This can be, you know, when you're warming up, you boys go for a quick lap or the girls might be stretching and you just say, hey, remember how you said one of our values was this? Well, just be careful because X, Y, Z. And a good teammate does that out of love, not disrespect. 
I think the big misunderstanding is when someone keeps someone accountable, it can come across as like aggressive or someone targeting someone's character. But all I see it is if someone's doing it and going about it the correct way, it's in the best interest interest of that person. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be a really positive conversation. And I think as someone who gets directed at, hey, let's be more accountable for this, the way you react then stems in an infectious way to can that person come up to you again and, and keep you accountable? Because if you react in a poor way, there's no way that team member is going to go, oh, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not communicating effectively. I'm not going to do that to someone else. It's really important then when you get constructive criticism that you allow that person to speak their mind because then they feel obviously comfortable doing it again and to other teammates. Yeah, I think the the really good thing about that is like when you say you do it out of love or respect, it's because that teammate or you in that situation can see a moment where you can help someone become better. And sometimes the easy conversations can make a difference, but sometimes you have to have a hard conversation to make a difference too. And if you're in that situation on either side of the fence or either side of the um, discussion in that moment, the respect is going to be the difference between mm. if it's a good outcome or if it's a not so good outcome. Yeah, accountability is a tough one to balance, but I think open and honest communication um, and realizing that it comes from a place of love, which hopefully it does, and genuine care, then you can take the accountability or the criticism, you know, with a pinch of salt and say, well, that's because this person wants me to get better, wants the team to get better. So don't ever take that as a negative. Um, try and keep a really open mind about someone else keeping you accountable. Fourth one we have is competitor. Mm. Now, I'm sure when we say this, you have someone that pops into your mind straight away, a, a real competitor, a real passionate person for winning and, and being in the contest. I think, I don't think it's underrated, but I don't think people realize how infectious this trait can be. Absolutely. I've played with a lot of really good competitors and the way they pull the team along with them to get them in the battle, to get them their passion you know, burning, um, it plays a massive role in, in sort of the energy levels of the team, um, keeping everyone sort of, I want to say on your toes, but it's more like in the zone. You know, you don't drift away. You're constantly in that battle. I think having someone like this in your team is super important. And it, does, it doesn't have to be, you know, everyone. This is a this is a trait where not everyone's going to have this, but this is where the infectious part of, of what we speak about is super important. One or two girls or guys do this and all of a sudden the crowd goes with you. Yeah, it can be from a number of, reasons too like the competitors compared to maybe some other players in the team they might have like different body language mm. just like you cross that fence or rope or field once you get out there the competitors you can really you can see in moments they stand out mm. and it's like when the often when the match is on the line is when you really stands out mm. because they're the most competitive ones that want to win or want to get the result or want to do well for either themselves or the team. And like you said, that becomes infectious, but that becomes infectious off the field as well. Mm. And that can start to lead into your training. Competitive people, often they're not just competitive on the field. They're competitive at training, competitive in day-to-day -day life. So they can actually lift the intensity at training, lift the 
uh, professionalism sometimes mm. off the field, whether that's in preparation or at training. And it can just be those small little things that competitors bring the best out of teammates. Yeah, I like how you said preparation or training. I think having these competitors a part of your training can bring such purpose to a session. Mm. Sometimes at training, it's very easy to go through the motions. But I know like, for example, if a fast bowler I know is a really good competitor and, and they come steaming in trying to blow my stumps out of the ground every time, all of a sudden... It's game I, on. Yeah, I have to it's enhance... game on, brother. <laughs> it's you're, to, either, you're on or you're out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all of a sudden transferring my uh, purpose and, and my sort of uh, energy levels into the training. And, and that can be really important. Yeah. Might be scary in the moment when they're, you know, two feet over the line down the other end bowling, but it's only going to be a, a benefit for you. Well, they take you, the competitors often take you outside your comfort zone mm. of training. Yeah. Because especially if it's just any other session, which hopefully it's not, you've got some purpose and mm. a goal for each session. Mm. But if it is one of those ones that, might be a long session it's the back end it's kind of just fizzing out and all of a sudden you know this competitor rolls into a fielding drill that you're doing and they you know they give you a little challenge how many times can you hit the stump here mm. what was a little drill that was kind of fizzing out quickly turns around into that's right oh this is game on yeah and you can, yeah you can really see how this personality trait is so important in a team environment yeah both yeah. on and at training on the field and at training yeah, the more we talk about it, probably the more we realize the influence or impact it can have on an individuals and also a team collectively. Yeah, and I think as you're listening to this too, try and identify what kind of teammate you are. You'll definitely be a mix of a few, but if you can grab one or two and go, I'm really going to make sure that I play this role in the team, you know, playing your role is an underrated skill in itself. If you can sort of start to implement, you know, your strength into that team environment, hopefully the infectiousness starts to pick up and other people start to go, well, I'm really good at this. So I'm going to do this a little bit more, give it an extra 10 or 15%. Also identify what some of your teammates are, go to them and say, Hey mate, you've got this really good strength. Let's like enhance this by 10 or 15%. Take this to a new level. The other thing too, I was actually having a conversation with one of our guys last night about the guy that we play against. And we were saying how, He's not the most talented cricketer. Oh, this guy was a bowler. He's not the most talented bowler out there, but we were admiring and respecting him for the player he was. And it was purely because he has a competitive mindset. Mm. And you often play against guys. And when they're really competitive, you're like, gee, I'd love to have this guy on my side. Yeah, that's How right. often do you think that? Like, if you think about some of the best players going around, it's like, geez, I don't like playing this guy. Mm. It's purely because he's a or he or she's a real competitor. Yeah. It's like I wish they were on my team rather than having to walk out and compete against them. Yeah, and I think just a sign off on the competitive <laughs> side of things, which has been a really good topic. Um, it's also about balancing some of the other traits because I think it's really important that as a competitor, you don't actually go too intense yeah and pass that line yeah, yeah because there is a line and we all know where that line is and to compete is such a wonderful thing but stepping over that line can actually be detrimental on the team Ooh, you need you the know. awareness exactly right so if you are a competitor and there's plenty out there i think the main focus would be make sure you're using it as a strength not a weakness and the weakness can go it can become a weakness once you cross that line so that's a good one competitor <laughs> all the competitors out there go hard all right character is number 
five <laughs> character character is a really broad one like we're talking about i reckon if you hear the word what do you think when you hear the word character i always think about integrity yeah yeah it's probably the main word that sticks out for me someone's character is mainly defined on on their integrity and how they basically connect live and are consistent with their values yeah how they stand up to yeah, their values that's, that's right yeah so if you think about the guys that you like or girls that you like to play with, often character is one of the things that, or most common traits that stands up. It's the people in the team that have value mm. in the team for themselves and maybe why they're playing or who's around them. Mm. And then the purpose of that person can then rub off onto each other. They will be in situations or moments and the character of that person will stand up. And mm. It's really obvious whether that's like could be a fitness drill and they do one extra rep because they got they got good character, or it could be in a moment where, say for example, a bit of negativity creeps in and someone has the character to say, "Boys, let's be a bit more positive around here. Let's get around each other." Just little things that high character actually can be the difference between a little thing snowballing into a Correct. big thing or yeah, love that or a sort of a little fork in the road that can push it back onto the positivity line when just I, as an example yeah i think that's awesome like you said the snowballing effect having someone with high character in their team just nip it in the yeah bud straight away i think for me what i love about character is that there's so much consistency with person with character mm. like when i think about situations that become uncomfortable sometimes on the sporting field someone with great character and high values or strong values will always react the same in that situation everyone loves you know familiarity is that right <laughs> familiarity <laughs> it's familiar. i can't say familiar. it but it's true, like the consistency of someone's character allows you to basically lean on them in situations that you need that person to be. There's just such a safety around knowing how someone's going to react. Yeah, it can be an advice thing too. When you For need sure. help or needed, or might not even be help, but just advice, Yeah, they're always someone that you can go to. That, And it could be more things off the field than it is on the field. I think character as someone who leads a lot with their actions too. Someone who doesn't necessarily have to say yes no do this do that someone that shows the way someone that leads by example usually does have high character because they're just connecting to their values and and w working hard in silence is usually one of those yeah. ones yeah yeah that's right what do we got next we got care yeah care is a good one care is probably something that we don't think about too much in the sporting arena because we're sort of taught to be tough and compete mm. But there's that element of care, like we said before, around that awareness of who actually in the, in our team needs the care, needs the you know the shoulder, needs someone sort of in their corner constantly. And I think you'd actually find that that would be almost everyone. Some people probably don't want to admit that they, oh, I don't need that. That's okay. I'm fine. But I think when you really got down to it, everyone needs, I suppose, someone to lean on and, and someone to speak to about different situations and even sometimes not having to speak, but just through your actions, showing how much you care about your team, such an underrated skill. It comes back to that safety element as well. People feeling like they're safe in an environment to express themselves and their skills. Um, yeah, I think care is a massive one. Yeah, it's. I think 
when you say everyone has care, everyone certainly does care, but there's always levels to how much people care mm. or situations where people might care more than others. Mm. And I think that can be the difference. It's like you might care about how your teammates are or how they're going or the results they're having, but there could be times where your thought, say, for example, you've hit 100 today and you're on top of the world and someone's sitting across the room and they've made three ducks in a row. Hmm. That could be, a, a like, just as an example, a little moment where the more careful people or people that have more care might think a little bit different to those that are on the other end of the scale. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that comes back to the whole positive versus negative. Again, we're in such an environment where sort of like banter is almost encouraged and don't get me wrong. There's such a great positive element to banter, but like you said, someone's back might be against the wall. The last thing they need is like a little bit of banter in that area, like much more to go up, put your sort of arm around them and just say like backing you to do your job today, you know, whatever you need, we're sort of here to do like that there can sometimes just transfer someone into a a place of it's not just me. Like everyone sort of got my back here. I think this is really important. And I know, you know, when we talk about batting, like there's only two of you out there, like how much care are you showing for your partner in that situation? Because there's so many ways you can show care with your game plan or just with the communication side of things or sticking up for your teammate on the field. Um, Yeah. On the flip side too, I was just thinking another example, this might stand out even more. The people that care might be the person that's had the three ducks in a row and someone in their team hits the hundred. And how you react in that situation might show how much you care for your teammates' results as well. There's nothing better than when you've had success and someone else in the team mightn't have had that success and they're the first person to celebrate that success with you. Mm. That's that's a mm. great point. That's massive. It, it takes someone with strong character to be able to celebrate other people's successes especially when you're not doing well yeah that's a hard skill to master but i think yeah that definitely comes under the care element well we've had a bit of practice in that lately (laughs) isn't that the truth (laughs) all right so the last one we've got is reliability now i think reliability definitely crosses over with a couple of the other um traits but the one word that comes to mind when we speak about reliability is trust Mm. trusting someone to do their job trusting someone to stay true to their values trusting someone to whatever it may be in a certain situation but to actually have that outcome um, that you're expecting of that person yeah and i think as well reliability is like turning up Mm. always there turning up when they need to there if you start a fielding drill at training the you turn around, they're the first person carrying a set of stumps and a few balls to make sure that drill is a success. They're just someone that, like, we all know the Mr. Reliable out there. Mm. And I strongly believe that that person is integral for a team environment. Yeah, and it's not results-based. It's not the person that's reliable in a situation to score runs. or well, it could be. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. But I think the more important element yeah. is the off-field part. Yeah. You know, you rely on that person to be there setting up the nets because that's what they prioritize or they're there to run you drinks because that's what they prioritize. They have that care, whatever it might be. Um, it goes a long way in having someone you can always turn to regardless of the situation, trusting them and going, okay, you're Mr. Reliability. Can you help me in this situation? Yeah. When we were thinking of some traits 
or when we were thinking of the people that we like to play with and the traits that they have, reliability was one we kept coming back to. Mm. It was like, or oh, maybe this, yeah, that's reliability. Maybe reliability. It's like an example could be that drinks made me think of like how many times you see the umpires for kids that might be a bit different, but you see the umpires walking off for drinks and you turn to each other, oh, the drinks. Mm. And then you look down and there's Mr. Reliable. He's walking the drinks out for the opposition and the battles and the umpires. Yeah, that's Mr. Reliable. One thing that I think of that I can relate to Cam and I is like when we were doing some um, strength and conditioning programs together, big part of me turning up each day was knowing that Cam was always going to be there. Like he was the reliable person. Like I knew that I could rely Same on him. Same for you and me. Yeah. yeah. I knew that Cam was going to be there and I could rely on him to be there, which made it was much easier for me to get out of bed, get there because I know he was going to be there. So I think don't underestimate what you are actually doing for your teammates around you as being, as being that reliable person. And regardless of what situation, if someone knows, well, that person's going to do it, that person's going to be there, like I'm going to go with them, comes yeah, back to that turning part as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that just turning up is so important. Mm. It can be like, it can even put your mind at ease during a game when Mr. Reliable's there. Yeah. Like you might be the first person to a game and you don't know what to do. You turn around and there's Mr. Reliable turning up. You might have beat them there once, but they're yeah. still there early getting ready for today's game. Awesome. Well, that was a really good episode. I hope you guys took some really tangible uh, traits there that you can, one, try and identify, have some awareness around which ones you are. How can you sort of implement them in your environment to enhance the team or, or be infectious in a positive way or go and encourage one of your other teammates to enhance their really good trait, what they might be. I'm sure you've got, Plenty of people in mind you thought about as we said some of those topics um, and also you've probably got in mind what you're really good at too. So well done, Jugs. That was good at. Yeah. Something that we've been pushing to the kids is like now's the time you can start to implement these things. We've mm. got not long until the next season rolls around. Now's the time you can start to experiment with these things at training. Think about ways or opportunities that you might be able to be a bit more reliable or a bit more selfless or a bit more competitive, whatever it might be for you. And then start to experiment trial and error. Some things you might do might not work for you. Everyone's different, but then hopefully over the next month or so, you can start to find what does work for you and you can implement that into your team for next season. Awesome. If there's ever a time to trial and error, now's the time so we can get consistent before the season starts. That's brilliant. Well, if you guys are listening to the My Peak podcast for the first time, something that Cam and I do here at the end of each episode is talk about our gratefuls, something that we like to put out into the world to express our gratitude for, I guess, the opportunities we get given. So if you're listening to this in the car or on your run, maybe once we finish, maybe name a couple of your own gratefuls and see the power that it can have in your life. My grateful today is actually podcasts. I... You know when... Um, That's so funny. <laughs> you know when like, you listen to podcasts and people are always like, you know, if you like what you're hearing, give us a like and follow. I never like followed podcasts before, mm. but then I started following a few for NRL, actually, funny enough. <laughs> and then 
when you follow them, like you get notified when new episodes mm. come on. I just got hooked. So now I'm following about 30 different podcasts. <laughs> it's brilliant. So now I've... Your phone must buzz all the time. Well, I, I don't actually get a notification. Just if I open Spotify, the little... Oh, it's up the top. Yeah, the little blue ah. dots up to say there's something new in the feed, which is pretty much every time I open the app. Gotcha. Which is good. I don't obviously listen to all of them. It's like, I couldn't tell you how many hours of content a week it is. Yeah. But just pops up new episode of say um jay shetty's posted a new episode and that pops man. up and just now i've got like all these different uh fields of interest that i have that pop up all the time so mm. very grateful just to be able to click on one jump in the car traveling up to mother howl and off i go that's really good mm. i'm actually gonna say one that sort of connects fairly similar did i steal your one no you didn't steal it but there's an element to it i'm actually really grateful for the northern road (laughs) now this sounds weird but yeah i think about the amount of hours i've spent on that road over the last four or five years and it's actually where i've done a lot of my growing yeah yeah it's actually where you know where i've been able to have 45 minutes to myself to either reflect or you know try and implement new skills listen to podcasts like you said it's actually been such a journey and the things that I've been able to do like unintended. Yeah. And I can really see, and you know what? Sometimes I find myself thinking oh, another drive, more fuel, but you know what? It's priceless for what it sort of gifted me with at the mm. time that I've sort of had to dive into podcasts or dive into learnings, you know, grow a love for, for country music. Um, you know, stop it, stop it. Um, London cafe, <laughs> you know, network with, with some good friends there, Dan, the man, he's a great man. It's just been like, yeah, something that I, I've, I've tried to turn into a positive lately. And when I talk about it, it is such a positive. Yeah, you don't have to try very hard. No, I've just learned so much on that road and it's, yeah, such a blessing, even though I sometimes think of it not as one, it, it really is. And yeah. Yeah. Really grateful for the Northern road. That's a good one. The Northern road. It's had a bit of an upgrade over the last five or four or five years as well. Mm. Seen some better days. All right. Well, crew, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you go away trying to implement some of those traits into your team environment, whether your team is your family life at home or whether it's on the sporting field. Think about what kind of member you are, a part of that community and enhance that a little bit more and see if you can start to become infectious in your community. Brilliant. Let us know how you go team and catch you next time on the My Peak Podcast.